recorded live at 4 Triple Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Z Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Z Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Welcome this to Zed Games. Uh, ooh, Apple refuses that's to fun. Apple's Let's turn that off. Stop doing that thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens Welcome. when you leave something on auto when it's not supposed to be on auto. But that's a, a sneak preview for the news. <laughs> I hope you're all very excited for that one. Um, Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Let's try this again from the top. Welcome to Zed Games. I am your host, Paul. And joining me tonight are my good friends, Terrifying Toby and Monstrous Melee. <laughs> and... <laughs> Tonight, on Zed Games, uh, we will be having a little bit of a, um, a monstrous evening. Uh, we'll be having some monstrous news, which actually doesn't, um, doesn't have anything monstrous in it, but we're going to pretend it's on theme. Yes. Uh, following that, we're going to have a review by Toby for Carrion, uh, the, the good old uh, ripping people apart as a big, terrifying oh, Bob game. so good. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> then I will be reviewing Dark with a Q. Ooh. With a Q. Yeah, yeah. I, um, we'll call it a limbo-like. Oh, uh, but yes. Uh, how are you two doing today? Monstrous. Words. <laughs> <laughs> Words. Good. Words. Words. I always try to think of different noise effects, to, sound effects to do, and then as soon as you said carry on, I just wanted to go flip, 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 flip. flip, <laughs> flip, flip like, flip. how do you do wet sounds without freaking people out? I, um... <laughs> So on, on another on another uh, broadcast I do, um, I did, reviewed Carrion last year, mm. and um, for some reason, mm. for some reason, uh, I in my head every time I go, um, I use the song uh, yeah, Wayward Son, mm. Carry on my wayward son, <laughs> and I would just keep using that sting because oh, no. it made me laugh. Yep. Um, <laughs> But it really isn't clever because there's so many things that use the two words carry Carry on on. after each other. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, to this day, every time someone talks about the game carry on, I just in my head go, "Mm -hmm." we can sing. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's an in joke with me. Um, Yeah. yeah, It's an internal. It's not just in, it's internal. Does does that that mean that we are now in? I guess. If, if, now if everyone also, listening is in. If it sticks to you as well, if you get your supernatural on every time you hear the word carry on. <laughs> My um, way would... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We get yep. the... Cool. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> since we've already hyped everyone <laughs> yeah. for the news, um, how about we uh, jump into the news for real this time? Uh, this week brought to us by Zara. This week in gaming news, Apple refuses to testify. Apple's being urged to provide a witness for an upcoming hearing on app stores and digital competition. The demands by Senate Judiciary Committee leaders are becoming more persistent after Apple abruptly decided to not provide a witness a couple of weeks before the hearing. The hearing had been planned for weeks, and Apple had been in discussions with the staff on who would testify on Apple's behalf. Apple's app store has been under scrutiny by lawmakers over the previous year. In 2019, an investigation had been launched into competition in the tech industry, which includes Apple's app store, with a focus on the third 30% fees Apple charges app developers. Last year, Fortnite publisher Epic Games sued Apple with the accusation that the company is violating US antitrust laws after the game was removed from the App Store. Apple had won a similar case with Epic Games within Australia when Fortnite had been pulled from the App Store for listing an alternative method of playing the game that would allow players to pay Epic Games directly with a 20% discount. The hearing is set to take place on May 3rd. 
French court overturns dismissal ruling for ex-Quantic Dream dev. Revisiting a 2018 court case against Quantic Dream, a French court has overturned a decision of that unfair dismissal case. In 2018, it had been ruled that the employee has been forced out of the studio due to toxic and targeted behaviour. The court has come to the consensus that the alleged misogynistic, homophobic and racist culture at Quantic Dream wasn't the reason for the employee's departure, so the unfair dismissal ruling doesn't apply. The allegations included mentions of a collection of 600 photoshopped images that were alleged to contain discriminatory jokes and altered images of employees. Four former Quantic Dream employees cited the information uncovered by that report as the grounds for their unfair dismissal claims. The court cited one of these employees, but that has been overturned as the employee knew about the image in question when it was created in 2015 and therefore was unrelated to the departure in 2018. Now that individual has been ordered to pay Quantic Dream $12,000. Quantic Dream is using the ruling as a dismissal of those toxic culture allegations as a whole. Hearthstone esports player suspended over abuse allegations. Hearthstone Esports has announced that one of the game's Grandmaster Tournament players, Paul Zale Nemeth, has been suspended due to allegations of domestic abuse. After nearly three months of silence following these allegations coming to light, the day before the 2021 Grandmaster season begins, Blizzard finally responded, saying that they are aware of the allegations and are assessing the matter. Many Hearthstone fans have expressed relief and approval of Blizzard's response and the act of suspending the player. And now for some upcoming game releases. April 15 brings Ash Walker's A Survival Journey to the PC, Carly and the Ripperman for the PC and VR, Saga Frontier Remastered for the PC, PS4 and Switch, Sea of Thieves Season 2 for the PC, Xbox Series X and Xbox One. April 16 brings Super Meat Boy Forever for the PS4 and Xbox One. April 20 brings Don't Forget Me for the PC, Mask Maker for the PC, VR and PSVR, and MLB The Show 21 for the PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4 and Xbox One. April 21 you can see World Splitter for the PC, PS4 and Switch. April 22nd, Buildings Have Feelings 2 for the PC, PS4, Xbox One and Switch, and Orbital Bullet for the PC. And on April 23rd, we have Judgment for the PS5, Xbox Series X and Stadia, and Neo Replicant version 1.22474487139 for the PC, PS4 and Xbox One. That's it this week in gaming news. This is Zed Games. I'm Paul with Maylie and Toby, and uh, we're back. We're Very back. exciting. Mm. Um, At it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, do we do we have any thoughts on news this week? I, honestly, I just love near replicants. The version, remember? <laughs> I, I, I was, I was I, when I was pre-reading the news. I got to that point and I went, "What does that number mean?" And it's basically, what is it? It's the to the power of one point five, and that's what the one. And I was just like, "How can you say, saying one point two two is shorter than trying to say to the power of one point five? Oh yes, I, I I just get excited every time. It's like all the. Um, <laughs> All the Kingdom Hearts games, yep. when they start putting fractions in it and stuff like that. So, oh, oh, this is—is is it? Is it clever? It's definitely pretentious. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's yeah. part of the fun, isn't it? That's what. We, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. I mean, you could just say, "Oh, look, it, it's it's near replicants. It's you know, oh, the remake of Gear of Near Gasalt is coming out." Mm-hmm. But what's the fun in that? So um, I think it's yeah. Gasalt that one that's a remake of because oh, it's a two. I just keep thinking of Xbox and play like Xbox's naming protocols, and I'm just and I get lost straight away. Yeah, when when they <laughs> every every time they find a new way to mess up the way you were already talking about it, when they came out with 
the one and they go, oh, okay, but now we've got the X and S, so that's cool at least. And they go, oh no, now the new ones are the series X and S. Like, oh, so we can't just say X and S anymore. I go, <sighs> it's, it's all fine when you're in, yep. but when you're slightly out, and even just chatting sometimes, I go, oh no, no, I can't see, I have to say original Xbox, I can't see. <laughs> we, get, we get there we get there yeah, just too many syllables too many yeah. syllables I mean like you know I'm a Nintendo fanboy and Nintendo has some of the worst naming conventions of all time mm-hmm. the Wii U was so badly named a vast percentage of the audience didn't know it was a new console I mean that's wild yeah especially yeah. considering it had its own little screen yeah oh they thought it was an add-on oh, like, God, no. yeah they thought it was an add-on for the Wii I can understand that. Yeah, you buy a Wii U to use with your Wii. It's like, oh, yeah, you say it like that, it makes sense if you are not someone that just lives on gaming sites and everything, Mm. which is most people. I I sometimes inform my friends that, you know, obsessed with news that the things they get passionate about, the general public will never know or care about. (laughs) (laughs) Break their hearts. It's like, they can't can't possibly do this because not only will they do it, no one will even notice that you (laughs) complained about it. But I want to be a, a savvy consumer. Ah. Nah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the enthusiast audience is always smaller than they wish they were. But that's not always true. Some games are completely made to live by their enthusiast audience. The Monsters. Monsters. Yeah, we go. There's Tyan. There's yeah. Tyan for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Doing great. Yep. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. okay uh, so now you're listening to Zed Games. I'm Paul, and joining me here are Toby and Maylee. And right now, though, we're not going to talk because we're no. going to cut to a review. Well, Toby's going to talk, but he's pre-recorded this part of it. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about what he pre-recorded afterwards. I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe it's horrible. Great. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Uh, we're going to jump into a review of Carrion right now. Carrion is made for those who have, in one way or another, wished to unleash their inner Mr. Hyde. And a warning to the wise and not so wicked, if you dislike the creepy or are triggered by pixelated gore, the splatter and squelch of viscera, screams of terror, or unleashing the horror within, you are probably not going to be into this. In Carrion, you control the hive mind of a symbiotic colony of an anti-diluvian ancestor to the Tubifex worm resulting in a cyclopean monstrosity of Lovecraftian horror. Basically, you're a mass of prehensile tentacles and teeth bent on freeing yourself from the scientific dissection of your biomass. Commonly, this game is described as a reverse horror. So, instead of playing as the protagonist hiding from the horror as it stalks through the facility seeking freedom, you are the horror. After breaking from your containment, you stalk your captors, ripping and tearing apart the available flesh to absorb as precious biomass. The biomass you will need to protect yourself while searching for the genetic skills of your kin scattered throughout the facility. Towards those that dare fire upon your amassed power, you will revengefully return to chew on their corpses for the audacity of attempting to damage your majestic abomination. Or maybe that's just me. What the developers at Phobia Game Studios really got right was the weight and movement in the game. The feeling of throwing doors, grates, vending machines and human torsos comes with a satisfying inertia and the added benefit of distracting, or even dismembering, your human opponents. This satisfaction also extends to the effects of your size on your movement as well. Your own movement is also hypnotic, 
The worms that make up your body constantly move and shift, slinging out to fling you, swing you and catch you, and while the movement looks complicated, it controls remarkably well. I played on PC, and if you have ever played a shooting game, know that your hand need not move from that position. The mouse controls your movement and prehensile tentacles, while your left hand activates your skills and levers, the latter of which are many. Carrion is at its core a linear game, pretending to be a metroidvanian. The aim is to move from area to area, with you unable to traverse to the next without a new genetic skill. To reach the next save point, lever, or destroyable terrain piece, you are required to solve little puzzles or battle different types of security intent on annihilating you. And did I mention there is no map? You will have to rely on your own unique awareness and memory. A special little trap for overthinking completionists and people who took so long between gameplay that they forgot what they were up to. Not that that happened to me. Visually, the pixel art is perfect for the transitions between the clean, bright, scientific active compounds, the rusted and disorderly industrialism, and the luminous greens and blues of the botanical cave systems. It also means the game can live between the super-realism of our imagination and the disbelief of pixelated abstraction, allowing for a modicum of separation between you and the horrors you commit. This is especially relevant as the gameplay actively covers all the interactive environment with a visceral palette of reds and purples as you course through them. Acoustically, the game does balance the need for horror elements to the environment without overdoing it. So, while the screaming and whimpering of the cowering humans is ended with a crunch of cartilage and bones, there are no wet slaps of tentacles as you traverse. Instead, a pleasant soft caroling of schwips as your weight-bearing tendrils flail about to find purchase. The atmospheric soundtrack, composed by Chris Velasco, matches the horrors of the theme perfectly. The tension-filled tracks, rather than filling you with dread, instead drive you further into the carnage as you lay waste to all before you. Overall, Carry On is not a long game, and manages to find a place in the truly short list of games I've actually finished. The game's length means it sits comfortably between learning how to utilise all the skills and not overstaying its welcome. So if you are looking to speedrun this metroidvanian world in your first playthrough, I don't think you're going to get much satisfaction out of Carry On. However, if you choose to relish the screams, take revenge on those who hold you back, and take your time to work through the puzzles like the Dexter you always knew you were, then I think this sinewy tale might just be for you. It is no wonder this game won the 2021 BAFTA's Game Awards Best Debut Game and was nominated for the Best Original Property Game. Carrion was developed by Phobia Game Studios, published by Devolver Digital, and is currently available on the Switch, Xbox One, and PCs on Windows, Mac, and Linux. This is Zed Games, and we are back to talk a little bit more about Carrion now that we're in the studio. Yeah, now I love Carrion. I think it's a, I think it's a bonza game. It is great. Yeah. I really loved it. Like, it, like I said, it's one of the few games I've actually completed. Yes. Now, the 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 elephant in the room, of course, is the map. <laughs> now, or lack thereof. Yes. Now, I had no problem playing through the game with no map. It mm-hmm. does typically. It's like. You see, and you're in an area, you get a new ability, you go to the thing that requires the new ability, and mm-hmm. it just leads you through. Problem being that there's collectibles throughout the game, and if you want to 100% that game at oh, the God, end... Oh, no. Why would you want to do that? 
you have to then go back through and this because it's not a 2D map no. it's a 2D world but they intersect with each other like you'll go through a go through mm-hmm. a hole and you'll come out in another map in a different area mm-hmm. and there's no way of real it's not signposted at all oh god no what they should do <laughs> what it should have got is add a map near the end of the game <laughs> <laughs> oh, look honestly I this there's, there's I, I completely understand the cognitive need for a map but I also really do lean on the uh, developers wanting to stay true to the idea that you are not a human you are a monster you are running around aimless, yeah, like running around trying direction. to fight everything to get out if you have a sense of direction you wouldn't need the map yeah see I'm good, very good at 2D mapping but once it becomes 3D basically this is some fez level mapping through some of this <laughs> like what well, how did I come out of the top of this building when I went through? Okay, mm-hmm. this doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I, I, I love carrying because it supports so many places. You can role play in it, which is oh, what God, I yes. do. Like, like I said, uh, if you do want to speed run it, just don't have somebody watch you speed running it because I was watching somebody and I was getting motion sick from all the <laughs> movements so quick. And then. Well, but if you take yeah. it slow. Yeah, well, it's, it's sometimes fun to see, like, a room full of people and just burst through, grab them all with your tentacles, smash them against the walls, and mm-hmm. then eat them. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. wow, this is great. Now I'm actually stronger than I was before. Um, but then sometimes it's fun to sit in an event and reach down and grab a single person and dangle them and pull <laughs> them up. Or, or they, they let them go and let them run away a little bit. Yeah. And then grab them again. Or just, <laughs> just, open, or just open a door while they're sitting on the toilet yeah, and yeah, watch yeah. them scream and then close it. Give them hope. <laughs> Yeah, the, the level of physics of you can je- gently open a door is or rip it off its hinges and smash them in the face with it. It's very good. I played mm-hmm. it on Switch. Mm-hmm. So that, you know. Yeah, I that, did hear okay. that there's Switch there's some of the issues with the um Switch controls where you where you move and point and you can kind of grab things that you it, don't mean to. It's hard to be exact with it mm. and I've only really had a problem with the DLC that was added since I mm. played it which I went back it's Christmas themed. Um, and that was because there's a it's section where you've got to start. pull three switches quickly while running around mm-hmm. and uh, that took me like four minutes for this game. Missed it, missed it. Oh, it's like, I finished it in 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, it's like oh god. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not a long yeah, DLC. No. It's like a it's like a little highlights of sections. It's, it's like yeah. use this ability, and uh, they give yeah. you everything as well. So if you didn't yeah. go around and collect all the little things, you get it. Yeah, it is <laughs> a um, it is a game that's interesting structure wise because of the way that it uses power ups and you mm-hmm. actually you shed part of your body to go to a smaller size because you have different abilities, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. we would get too deep down so, yeah. in, in the grits of that. If you would like to learn more about the game, please buy it. It's not expensive. No, and it's, it's on, really it's on worth the it's, three, four hours you'll get out yeah. of it. And even if you do do it on Switch and you have trouble with the controls, mm-hmm. uh, if you've got a pro controller, mm-hmm. you'll have no problem with that. It's just that the Joy-Cons on the basic Switch are not for fine work. Mm. They, are, they are for to put, be basically pushing all the way in one direction, not so a little bit in one direction. probably <laughs> better off on PC if you... Yeah, yeah, probably. I yeah. played it on both because uh, I played the original like uh, demo they put out on PC just to try both versions. But yeah, yeah. okay. Now we're going to jump into a review of Dark. <gasps> Who's me. doing? Oh, well, I didn't make the game. Oh. I didn't make the game. I'm doing the review. Oh, it's good. Okay, let's let's jump into this thing. Hey, yes. okay. So Dark. <laughs> Dark. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Spelt with a Q. I've written it here. Is a puzzle platformer in the vein of Limbo. Ooh. But the main character has a black and white stripy shirt. So it's through the lens of Tim Burton. Okay, this may be too reductionist. Let's start again. Dark, which weirdly I spelt with a K here, oh. <laughs> is a puzzle platformer with an incredibly strong aesthetic. And it's the first game from independent developer Unfold Games, 
You play as Lloyd, a boy trapped in an apartment who has incredibly vivid lucid dreams. Each level has you going to bed and then exploring one of these dreams, usually always returning to his room in the real world. Can he escape his reality, or will his nightmares escape into it first? Dark has a quirky horror style. Its atmosphere is definitely dark and imposing, with harsh environments and twisted monsters that inhabit it, but the game's goal is not to scare, other than the occasional jump, happily riding the line between horror and comic. The monochromatic graphics are wonderfully rendered, giving you surreal environments to explore with a touch of gothic whimsy, but its animation is what will grab you most. Lloyd's lanky frame stumbling around the 2D halls feels full of character, but it's the way the world itself can transform that gives true spectacle. Each level will generally add a new interaction to your repertoire, the most fundamental of which is the ability to walk 90 degrees up a wall or 270 degrees over a ledge, which causes the whole world to reorientate to accommodate the new down. It works well and looks great. Many of these interactions, which stack up over the course of the game, are mechanically quite simple, but presented with such flair that you'll often find yourself doing basic navigation just for the sheer visual thrill of it. The puzzles overall are moderately difficult, requiring environmental observation and then mechanical skills to implement. The game does fall, sure, fall into one of the pitfalls of the genre, though. Time to implement a solution is normally much longer than time needed to solve the puzzle. Since many of the puzzles can be reduced down to going back and forth between locations in a level, once you've clued into the trick at play, you'll find yourself having to take the time to navigate back and forth. This can occasionally be slowed further by the inclusion of stealth. Most levels will have at least one area with an enemy or enemies that you'll need to avoid. It's the most rudimentary style of stealth gameplay, however. Sneak when their back is turned and hide when they turn back. It's simple and it won't offer any challenge which in my opinion is good. Whilst these encounters can slow down backtracking occasionally, on the whole these sections offer you some really cool and creepy designs to stop and appreciate for a moment. Plus, like most games in the genre, you almost always want to get killed by everything at least once, because you just know there's going to be some cool animation. And if you die, typically the game will checkpoint you a mere few seconds from the encounter. The game originally released in 2019 with a campaign six levels long. Each level offered a unique location, gameplay mechanics, and puzzles, but it was regarded as a bit short by the general audience. To help alleviate this feeling, there have been two additional levels added to the complete edition, which you can access from the main menu. These levels are perhaps the biggest in the game, and the second adds perhaps the largest twist to the base gameplay out of any other. They're a great inclusion, while separate to the main campaign, help round out the package nicely. The game is all about style. And one very important element I haven't discussed so far is the very creepy sound design in cinematic orchestral score. Unfold Games founder and project lead is Vlad uh, Mahurlitz, who, after working as a film composer, writing additional music for The Giver and Hitman 80, Agent 47, among others, decided to reskill and try his hand at game development. As such, the focus on audio is top-notch. Sound effects are harsh and almost meaty echoing through the otherwise silent world you explore. The music is used sparingly, but to great effect. Together, every element works to make Dark an extremely impressive debut for a studio. It has a moderate puzzle challenge, great graphics, slick animation, and impressive sound. Narrative-wise, it's very vague, and while it does fall into the pitfalls of the genre, it isn't a major offender. I really enjoyed my time with the game, and the level structure let me easily break it into smaller sections. The game will take most players around three hours overall to complete, 
and Dark Complete Edition is available on all major platforms. Thought I'd just let that play us out there. That was good. Nice. <laughs> good. Well, well produced. <laughs> <laughs> well, I played the track twice and it just ended ah. when I stopped speaking, so that's great to that's know. Perfect. Yeah, um, no, it's a, uh, I mean, at its core, it's a limbo like, and it's uh, probably, I mean, it's it's got more production value in it than limbo, but unfortunately, then team that made Limbo made Inside, which is like one of the best games ever made. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to compare when you've got one of the best <laughs> games, in, but this is very good. It's very yeah. solid. It's on everything. Uh, it looks. Real. Beautiful. Man. Beautiful. There, there's one of the one of the interactions is a lever on the floor and it goes b- towards the camera or away from the camera so it, when you grab it what it does is if you push forward it f- just throws you forward to another plane in the world now they could have just put a corridor that you walk down functionally absolutely no different but it looks so cool <laughs> <laughs> I will be honest I kind of I'm kind of jealous that you got to play you got to play this and do a review it was actually one of the one of the ones on my list <laughs> oh that, yeah yeah I've been I was actually surprised when I went back because in my review because I often just write and don't check things because mm. I'm like oh I'm a smart ass I know it. I know everything um <laughs> no. I wrote came out last year and then mm. I went back it actually came out 2019 I'm like what oh I COVID really takes time in yeah, a different direction, doesn't it? It does. Okay. <laughs> the zombie plague. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My name's Paul. I'm here with Maylee and Toby. Wait, wait. And we're here to sort of say our goodbyes on this monstrous Aww. episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Something like that. <laughs> Good games. Bo- both strong games. Yeah. Yes. Is there any closing comments from you two? Maylee, what's your favourite monster to play? Monster. Yeah. What? Be a zombie. It stubs the zombie. You started off with that. Um, I like to play the Frankenstein girl when I'm playing Monster Prom. Nice. Are you? Are you, are you oh, is it? It's the Monster Girl genre. Are you into that much? I know Monster Girls are big. No. No. <laughs> just just Monster Prom. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Start and end of list at this point. Yes. <laughs> the joys of carrying. That's all you're getting. <laughs> I'm a closed book, and that's why I'm here. No. Alien versus Predator. I love playing the alien. Yeah. Oh. Or, AVP 2000 mm-hmm. I loved that mm-hmm. so that pretty much brings us to the end of today's episode oh yeah oh it. yes thanks for listening to Zed Games if you'd like to listen to more check out our podcast on Spotify or follow us on social media at ZED Games AU see, see you next time, time.